Now try this, the podcast where two best friends get together every week to try something new. I'm Marcus, and that is... I'm not the Nick you know. I'm Nick from Earth 4625, where it's almost exactly the same as ours, except my bottom half is a panda bear. <laughs> Guys, this is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse episode. This is Marcus's challenge. Why is he challenging me? Because that's the point of this podcast. Every week we challenge each other to try something that we love, something that we're interested in, something that we're doing. And this week, Marcus has given me a little spider spidey spide spide. And my bottom half is a panda. challenge. I, I like the concept of having a bottom half only universe where that is the only thing that has changed in the entirety in the universe and not even that everyone has bottom half pandas just you have a bottom half panda (laughs) and nothing else has changed no i kind of make it made it seem like this world is different but this world you're trying to say this world is not different yeah just me just you (laughs) just i I have a bottom half panda that's the only Uh thing that's different about this universe okay yeah okay what do you think about that where's that where's that spider-man where's that spider-verse movie if you what do you think what do you think what do you think so think about who you are right now Mm -hmm. i want you to think about what is the coolest version of you out there think about all the twists and turns you've made in your Uh life and what is the version that you think is the coolest i think the coolest version of me out there in another world would probably be either the math teacher that's like living in like Ithaca. That's yeah. like honestly the most happy version of me because everything's just so easy and simple, and I'm just chilling. Uh, like like our buddy Andrew, I married another math teacher, and I'm just chilling with a couple babies, and I'm living my best life. <laughs> that's the coolest version of you. No, that's just the happiest. I think the coolest version of me like fights as a spy that specializes in lasers oh that's interesting yeah i think it could have been a spy in in, in in one of these worlds what about you i think i am the coolest version of myself <laughs> every other version of you fucking failed is awful did not make it yeah. did not do anything yeah. interesting look there's happier wow. versions great... of me out there there's like stronger smarter faster i'm just the coolest one <laughs> you are stronger faster versions of you out there Mm -hmm. but not Mm -hmm. cooler but not cooler there's there's a version of me that you know became a billionaire and died in a submarine i'm like i'm sure that happened well there's a version of you that went to college for acting and you're like could be like a broadway star right now not as cool as me okay there's probably a version of you out there definitely happier hold on hold on that like like is like ceo of whiz kids hero clicks like out there right Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool, bet. It's pretty cool, but it's like, look, in order to be CEO, you have to step on other people, and I'm not about that. Okay, okay. There's a version of you then there's a version of you that never left New York and has like six kids with three different baby mamas. That's pretty that's cool. cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's pretty that's a cool guy. That's a cool guy. That's right a pretty there. cool guy. That's a pretty cool that's guy. A pretty cool guy. <laughs> I don't know in my book where you come from. That's a pretty that's a pretty chill motherfucker right there. That's that's a cool guy. That's 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 a that's guy. Pretty cool that's, guy. A, that's a pretty, that's cool, a pretty guy. cool guy. You're right. You're uh, right according right. to every woman back home, that would be a pretty cool guy. That's, that's all you cool gotta guy. do. That's the kind of guy you see and you just give a little 
Listen, who's cooler looking at you, a person that I've, I don't know if you've ever had sex or looking at a guy <laughs> where I know he's had sex six times with at least three different women. Who's a cooler guy? Who's the cooler guy? Are you saying because I don't have kids, you don't know if I've ever had sex before? Where's the proof? Where's the proof? There's only one thing I can be 100% sure of is if, uh-huh. some, if, you're, if your DNA is rocking in another body juice well, package, then you've had sex. Y- you don't know because you don't get the test. So you didn't see the test. You don't know if that's my kid. I don't know. I look at Andrew's baby. That that baby looks like he's fucking their so kid. You've known you know, Andrew, it's real. So Andrew I know he. I know he fucks. Damn man. Okay, I'll work on that. I'll All have right. a kid. All so our friends. All in our main friend group. I don't know if any of them be fucking. <laughs> uh, you know that's that's a bad precedent because then my sister. Just, she's uh-huh. got three kids. I know what's up. That's it's a bad precedent because then you just like <laughs> gay relationships don't know if they're fucking. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> if they my adopt, goodness. then they're definitely fucking because it's like <laughs> you wouldn't adopt a baby unless, unless you are fucking. having intercourse with that person. Mm-hmm. Like, why mm-hmm. else would you like why go to those lengths, right? You know, it's like, you know, it's like when you buy an expensive car to prove you have money. You adopt a child to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, what what, what happened? Marcus, Marcus, what is going on, buddy? Why uh what's uh yo, last week guys, we did a Patreon episode. <clears throat> Dear Mama, check it out. Tupac, we learned a lot. We looked inwards towards ourselves and honestly, it, it really really taught us a lot. It was actually really cool. Uh go check that out. And guys, go join the Patreon at patreon.com/nowtrythiscast to come and join the party to help us decide on what we're going to do next time. It could literally be anything. That's true. It could literally be to have a kid. You can tell mm-hmm. us to try to have a kid. Yeah. I'll I'll tr- I'll go try. I'll try. I'll, I'll I'll try for you guys. I'll try. For I'll you try guys. And I'll, I'll film try. it and I'll upload it and it'll be great. If that's what everyone wants, that's, that's what, what everyone that's gets. That's what people are paying for then. <laughs> Old Man Rom, what about three men and a baby? The 80s film. Ooh, see that's complicated. Mm-hmm. They've all clearly had one third of sex. Is that what that movie's about? Yeah. They've had a third of sex? Collectively, all three of them have had so sex. So when you have a kid, you've only ha- had half of a, of a sex. And then when you have two kids, that's when you've had one sex. Because based on what you're saying, <laughs> anyone, any couple with one kid has not had f- f- complete sex. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a way out of this box. That okay. 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 Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Have you been to the something to speaking of trying stuff new? <laughs> have you been to the manga store near Bryant Park? Uh, Yeah. The one that's I like just went there for the first floors? time. Yes. And it is called Kino Kunia. Mm-hmm. All right. Something I just like I've been meaning to go and I and I you walk in. It's this cute little bookstore. And I was like, oh, this is cute. Downstairs is like japanese stationery and i was like wow this is really nice and then i was like what's upstairs oh it looks like multimedia stuff and it's a whole floor of freaking american manga japanese manga straight mm-hmm. from the fucking uh just printed from over there and all these figurines and stuff i bought a new figure oh which one i bought oh no nice. ichiko kurosaki that's look cool. how beautiful that is that's pretty nice 18 dollars wow that's good that's Joseph and I amazing went there. that's crazy that's amazing we did not see that when we were there 
Oh my god, and it's by Ban Presto. It's like a real company. Yeah, yeah. It's not like a bootleg one. You know, and just for context, the other day I went to one of those cute stores near Times Squares and I bought, spent $16 on this. On oh. one of those little gotcha things. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's still, nice. It's not bad. It's it is nice, but like the same price. Yeah. This is clearly from a vending machine thing. Mm-hmm. And this it's almost like a full-length featured, like, it's as big as my head. Yeah. Look at that Ichigo. I mean, it's things, like, flying out. Like, it's so it's so nice. Like, just sort. That's very anyway. nice. You can also, like, paint it, too. It's bigger, easier to paint if you wanted to, like, give it some more details or something. Oh, perfect. And since I was there and I was floored by it, I got Joseph for Father's Day because I was, like, cool. This Rock Lee one. Oh, wow. That's pretty sick. Also, 18 bucks. That's pretty what? sick. Like, I, I wanted to honor our best friend for Father's Day, but I didn't want to spend more than 18 bucks. Yeah, that's fair. For clarification, I meant just English translated manga. manga, Not manga but manga. they also have Comic all, books. <laughs> they also have all the Webtoon published things, too. So mm. kind of, yeah, American manga, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they had all those stuff from Lore Olympus to <laughs> Usagi Yushinbo. But it was so cool. That was something I tried new. I actually had something to show off. You, what have yeah. you been up to, Marcus? Oh, nothing new. Same old, same cool. old. Working yeah. hard and Work, working it. hard and playing hard and working hard. And I uh, guys uh, hear me out. I'm in a game funk right now. I would like to be playing a video games, a video game. I would like to be enjoying some kind of video game. I mm. started playing Darkest Dungeon, and that's been even though it's doesn't really sound like it would be relaxing. It's been relaxing, but it's like. For me, games like Darkest Dungeon and Elden Ring are like cozy games. Like when you when I hear the term cozy game, you're thinking Animal Crossing, Stardew Valley. I like Elden Ring, like Resident Evil 4 and like horror games and stuff like that. That's where I feel comfortable. And it's like, ah, this is very relaxing for me. So. Mm But I need a good game. I want a game that I'm going to like sink my teeth into. Well, I mean, Marcus, I it sounds like to me that you could just be playing the game that everyone is playing right now. Tears of the Kingdom? I'm just saying. Have you played it? No. Yeah, I don't want to play it. When would either. I have had time to play Tears <laughs> of the Kingdom? That game looks like it's a hundred hour game at least. It's a million hours long. I don't want to do that. You just said you wanted like a new Stardew Valley. I want. But you got to when you play Zelda, you got to fucking play it. You can't yeah. just like, I'm going to plant some crops while yeah. I'm watching TV I, and I'm on yeah, the train. Exactly. I you want to like commit. Yeah, I want a game. No, actually, no. Zelda, I can play while watching TV. But right now, my game that I'm playing while watching TV is Darkest Dungeon. I need to sit down. Big story. I need to play oh. it on the TV. I shouldn't be playing it handheld because it's so cool and big. Oh, like and... Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. No, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is a baby game. It's graphically inferior to anything It's out literally there right pushing the Switch to the brink of what it can do. Yeah, pushing like, the Switch. That's like pushing a, oh, you want a, a, PS5 a Razer game. phone like, to the brink <laughs> of what it can do. Like, who cares? You want a PS5 game. You want to be a I real gamer. PC. You want a flex ps5 i want something exciting what's out what's going on i feel like nothing's happening right nothing nothing i feel like Hmm. final fantasy 16 just came out that might be fun oh that's probably the one right 
I mean, you could play Diablo, but that doesn't sound like it's what you're really. I could play for. Diablo, but that's a time sink, man. Everyone who's like, yeah. oh, I've, uh, you got to get Diablo. All I've done all day is sit in front of my computer and click, sure. and it's like that doesn't sure. sound fun to me. When when Silk Song comes out, the Hollow Knight sequel, that, that would be that game. Sounds good, yeah. But it's not. It keeps getting mm-hmm. delayed. That's the only game I'm waiting for. That's the only game that's, that I'm like, I will buy that when it comes out. You play Hollow like Knight one game a year. I, I do play like one game a year. Yeah. And Hollow Knight was one of those games. So mm-hmm. it, it has a very special place <laughs> in my heart. And I'm very excited for the sequel. You know, <laughs> just like Slay the Spire was another one of those one games a year mm-hmm. I played. And I should have the board guy kickstarted the board game. So I'm super excited. Hell for that. yeah. Try that. That's going to be fun. Uh, yeah, I used to like Assassin's Creed. As soon as Assassin's Creed coming, there's October. too many. You don't care about that franchise anymore. I don't. How do they do that? How do they do a thing that I was so passionate, so into, vibe wise, aesthetic wise, gameplay wise, and now I'm just so out. They create like Marvel and like many companies do. Oh, they yeah. oversaturate the market with their own content, which is right. fucking stupid and hilarious, but also yeah. a consequence of capitalism there's an avatar game coming out in december <laughs> avatar called frontiers of pandora no wrong avatar don't give a shit about that avatar i will <laughs> never watch one of those movies yo we just watched the newest one at home honestly i've watched way worse movies dude this month that's not a, that's not a ringing endorsement that's all no, i hear about it, it is that like it i've was, seen worse movies I'm pr- I'm gonna watch Shazam. I'm pretty sure that's gonna be a worse movie. Mm-hmm. Black Adam, and you know I actually enjoyed Black Adam. It was a worse movie. Yeah, I I just saw a movie in theaters that I won't name yet. Worse movie <laughs> than uh than uh, Avatar two. <laughs> okay, you know? okay, but it looked pretty good. Cool. It, it was too long. It was it was okay. just too long. It was just it was so freaking long. It was way too long. I don't like know I how have... they get away with having a movie that long. <sighs> Dude, it's too much. When a lot of it was just like water and we're swimming now. I have a quick question for you before we get into Across the Spider-Verse. Oh, okay. When you drink water from a water bottle. Here, I'll do it for you. Are you supposed to have your eyes open or close? And what do I'm you look at? Sure, I'm pretty sure. Because you just looked at animal, me while you drank your water bottle. I'm pretty sure it's an animal instinct to keep your eyes open. Like if you drink water while your eyes are closed. Do it. Do both. Do both. <laughs> you mm, look like mm, you're mm, enjoying mm, that water. Mm, mm. Anyone could have killed me at any second. But what do you look at when you drink? Because like what I've the been bottle. discovering is I drink a lot of water. But you looked at me the first time. That was the natural one. Looking well, you were at talking me. to me. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I drink water, I like. <laughs> <laughs> That's the normal one. Isn't I it? just make I've been making eye contact <laughs> with uh-huh. so many people recently <laughs> while I drink water. And it's been making me very self-conscious in a way that i don't know what you're supposed to be doing with your eyes when you drink water and so i tried closing it but that feels too sensual of an experience to be having out in public i tried looking at the water bottle but that feels weird like i'm purposefully avoiding looking at anything else you know what i think it means i think you have started to evolve to the point where you view everyone else as a threat because the reason you keep your eyes open is so you don't die at the watering hole it's just survival what is that based on me making it up right now (laughs) it's perfectly sound logic nothing about what i said sounds not correct so that means it's true Uh as long as i say it with enough gusto and confidence have you never met me that's my whole look that's my whole shtick honestly it's i don't know anything as well like all you gotta say i I, I need to get on tiktok (laughs) 
I need to get on TikTok. That's just saying things one. with confidence. Everyone's like, "Wow, I will put zero effort into this." But I look, you're a seller. You know, I'm an idea guy. You're a seller. We, that's we, what I'm saying. We work together. I ain't got no ideas, but I can sell the crap out of yours. <laughs> <laughs> honestly now that i'm saying this out loud i need to like for free pick your brain about all these things and have you give me a million other idea to make me a million dollars and then i'll try to pull you into the fold somehow look i know that at some point i'll be rewarded (laughs) (laughs) hell yeah at some point it'll come down the line i'll get something even if it's just that i buy an expensive house down the street from you in jersey and you get to come over and play yeah 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 trickle down (laughs) doesn't work except in our relationship (laughs) (laughs) all right marcus let's get to spider-man across the spider-verse marcus this was your challenge to me and our fans why why across the spider-verse where'd it come from where'd it go (sighs) con i joe I've been a huge Spider-Man fan fan since I was a kid, like many superhero lovers. We grew up in the 90s, and the 90s were the age of X-Men and Spider-Man. The Avengers were... That cartoon. The Avengers were dog shit. It was a dead comic book series. Nobody cared about the Avengers at all. It was all about Spider-Man and the X-Men. You mm-hmm. got a thousand spinoffs. You got a thousand ripoffs from other companies trying to like copy. Oh, Wolverine's popular. Let's make our own Wolverine. Like that's how you knew you had a hit, yeah. right? <clears throat> Comic book companies were going bankrupt at the time, but Spider-Man and uh, X-Men were still like selling. There were only things really selling. I mean, Batman and stuff were selling too, but different company, different, 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 company, different company. Selling of Spider-Man and X-Men movie rights is what saved the comic book company mm-hmm. that is recorded. That is known fact. If they did not sell those properties, we would not have a Marvel Comics anymore. Exactly. Yeah. And so as someone who enjoyed the show so much, I feel like anytime Spider-Man has had like a version made on TV or something like that, I've like made an attempt to watch it or follow its success or something like that. Right. Yeah. And in college, you got me back into Spider-Man comic books with Spider-Man Big Time. So good. Dance Lots Run on Spider-Man. And so I started reading Spider-Man again. I followed up all, pretty much I read it pretty consistently through uh, Superior Spider-Man For a good couple years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was all great. Dance Lots Run was great. Uh, You know, I loved it. And I think, I feel like with Spider-Man, it's kind of a cliche to be like, oh, he's one of my favorite superheroes because he's like just the main popular popular guy. But I genuinely, he's so relatable. He's very likable. He is one of the few characters that actually grows and matures over time. Yeah. And then you have Miles Morales. Miles Morales was created and has faced a lot of struggle in its creation and his existence as a character. And then Across the Spider-Verse came out and he became a lot more accepted which is really cool and awesome. And I love that movie and its influence on cinema we'll talk about, but it definitely like has impacted animation in a huge way. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I how could you not be hyped for Across the Spider-Verse? 100%. Totally agree. Same same thing. Like, Flash is my favorite superhero, but you know it's followed very closely, number two, by Spider-Man. And a lot of it comes from that 90s Spider-Man cartoon. That's why I read comics. Like that mm-hmm. introduced me to the concept of X-Men and Spider-Man and Captain America and the whole connected universe. And, you know, all my knowledge started there mm-hmm. to the point where then I went to the 
our version of a bodega for my small town where the (laughs) the only consistent comic that they had i don't even know why they didn't have spider-man but they had spider girl and from like uh, some initiative they were doing in the 90s called like marvel universe 2 or something it was like Mm -hmm. m2 mu2 or something where there was a whole bunch of like like i don't even remember all the the things and the shticks but there was a spider girl comic in it and i guess it was with my this was 2000s by then the amazing spider girl yes 1998 to 2006 i got i had like 50 issues of it you know i loved that comic and it was a grown-up peter parker and that was and then but that from there i got back into spider-man and got mm-hmm. into graphic novels and read so much of it and yeah right there with you just love the character love how he has grown he really they really had him start when he was 15 and right now in the comics he's our age maybe a little older like 35 36 like that's like the age he is and like he's been allowed to grow up into an important part of like the world and it's so interesting and fascinating and great and i love it and um and miles morales yeah it's such an interesting story of how that happened and you know i think when brian michael bendis helped create the character he knew he had something and I think Marvel didn't know what to do with it yeah. until this movie. And then they're like, oh, yes, 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 yes. This is gold. This is a great character. Because just to shit really heavily on all comics, you know, and I'm making very sweeping statements. Comics have a a bad habit of thinking that they have to check boxes. And the easiest way to check those boxes is to change a character or to make a copy of a character that we already know that checks a box, whether that character be uh, gay or a person of color or um, or any other quote unquote, like, you know, liberal box that they have to check. And sometimes it's just so obvious and so pandering that even people like us who are so about it are like, this character sucks. But you have some characters like Miles Morales, where when Brian Michael Bendis made it, he made it. As it's he made it because it was a character. He made him as like his own thing. And when if you read the comics right when it came out in the Ultimates where he started and really read what he was doing with that character, you know, he wasn't making a copy of Spider-Man. He was doing the very natural progression of what we love about Spider-Man, how he grows and changes. Mm -hmm. And when in that universe, when he grew and changed, the mantle going to Miles just makes sense. It's just the way it, it it's very reminiscent, reminiscent, honestly, for me of my favorite superhero, Wally West, where in the 80s, when the older Barry Allen died and Wally West was a teenage superhero and grew into the Flash um, and had to make it his own. I read all those comics from the 80s into the 90s of him, like figuring out what kind of hero he was. And that's what Miles felt like. But then they threw Miles into the regular universe. They didn't really know what to do with them. Yeah. And they, they were like, we have this character. We don't know what it is and why he's cool and interesting. And then Bendis was moving on to other things. Yeah. So it wasn't great. But, so, then into the Sp- but then Into the Spider-Verse came out. And we were like, whoa. Yeah. That's so, how to make a comic book movie. To get into Miles Morales' backstory a little bit. Like you said, created by Brian Michael Bendis in the Ultimates universe, which is a 
different universe. God, we know so much about this stuff. We're such nerds. We're, we're, I just want anybody <laughs> listening. We're not like referring to wikis, right? Sometimes we will. Like when we were doing Dear Mama, we had to like look at the wiki and like make sure we knew we were talking. Even though we're Tupac fans, we know all this stuff so intrinsically. We have had millions of conversations core. about current books and uh, stuff. But please go go, but, go ahead. So ultimate good, universe in the Ultimate Universe, which is a different universe entirely, which was created to make comic books more real more modern and have like an edginess to them can you make can you name the universe of ultimate without looking it up no 519 i don't know i'm pretty sure it's 1610 okay look it up <laughs> go, on, go, go on i'm going to look it up look it up um I'm going to. so so you have is is meant to be more realistic and like it was successful it was popular um and then they brian michael bendis created miles morales because they killed peter parker in this yeah, universe one six one zero yep Nice. And he, he was meant to take over. And I that was met publicly at the time with a lot of backlash. A lot of people yeah. like, you know how news is released, right? You get the yeah. sensationalized headlines. People react to the headlines without reading the article or without even reading the comic books themselves. Oh, and yeah. so it's like it's like Spider. They made Spider-Man black or there's a black Spider-Man. Like a lot of the headlines read like that. And a yeah. lot of people get mad, like, oh, this is woke Marvel being woke again. And this was what? How long ago? Like, this was so long ago. And people act like this is a new thing that's happening. And people are saying it was after Ultimatum. So it would have been 20. 2010. Um, yeah. No, not even no. right. Earlier. No, 20 Ultimate uh, Ultimate Comic Spider-Man Ultimate Comic Spider-Man. Yeah, that uh, 2011. 2011. Okay. Weird. 2011. Okay. Um, oh, but yeah, but to even go even more backwards, Brian Michael Bendis didn't make it on a whim. He, it, I, th I actually think it's really fascinating to talk about why he made the character and he's been very public about it. It was a direct response to the amazing Spider-Man movies coming out with Andrew Garfield. Mm. After Sam Raimi and Tobey Maguire was done, everyone was like, cool. Sony's making more Spider-Man movies with the new Spider-Man. And this was like peak internet meme time of yeah. like memes being created. And everyone was like, um, everybody, it should be Donald Glover. Everyone agrees from community, that guy is Spider-Man. And the internet was like, yeah. And the company was like, never in a million years we're racist. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, and years later, even emails came out and said Spider-Man can't be like in the legalese of the the contracts for them to make spider-man movies spider-man can't be gay spider-man can't be black that was like wow. in the legalese right we found that out way later um but brian is brian michael bendis saw that and he was like wow and he saw all the fan art of donald glover and he's like i make comic books <laughs> that seems like a really cool comic book i'm gonna make that comic book yeah and he did yeah in direct and, response to that and if you, you know? read it it's pretty like it makes Miles what works about it is Miles is just a, a real person. Like it feels so like he's real. just a real kid. He's in yeah. New York City. He's going through like the first issue starts out with him like going through the lottery system in school to get into like a good high school. If you grew yeah. up in New York City, you know what that's like. Like it's just crazy mm -hmm. how real the character felt. And like I was like, oh, especially like being a minority or being surrounded by minorities by being in new york city like how statistically yeah. it's weird that it's just like yes it's if you make spider-man again how is it still just like yeah a white kid yeah and they killed spider-man in that universe to make mm -hmm. way for this like yeah. it wasn't like this weird tangential thing it's like no no, no. spider-man died in 
he yeah. never got like that meant to, and it was like a whole a big storyline about and it people got really upset even though this was yeah. the most like handholdy way that they could have introduced a new character right it's not sure. in the main universe so regular peter parker is still alive and universe. good nothing wrong has happened to him he's fine they killed it's, it's a ultimate, brand you already know they killed ultimate's version peter parker who no one like that comic book sales were failing you know they rose when you know the death of spider-man was announced because everyone likes to read the death of whatever characters and so like no one really cared about that so that was kind of good and it was just like the safest way you could have launched a new character and people still got upset about it but but it died down pretty quickly after people realized oh like anybody who actually cared looked into it and after they got over their spider-man was still there their spider-man was still there weird offshoot thing it's just a random thing yeah exactly and he and he wrote that comic for a while and then the comic itself lasted uh let me see if it's sarah pacelli uh is an important name to know too because she was the artist that helped create it so but like you said eventually this miles morales became the only popular thing to come from the ultimate universe and then he they mixed universes they brought him over finally he shows up in the main universe and that was because of a big event that happened in the main universe that destroyed a lot of the yeah. other universe, including the ultimate universe, which they weren't doing anything with anymore anyway. Exactly. It a, yeah. It was an experiment that was over. <laughs> yes. Basically. Yes. By that point, like it was definitely over. Yeah. And so they brought him over and then it sucks because, yeah, the comic books are still going on. I tried reading them recently. They're fine. They're not like. Sure. Great. And but it's like you said, where it's like they just have two Spider-Men now and they don't know what to do with them. Yeah, they put him on that champions team with some of the younger heroes. And I'm pretty sure he's dating Gwen, who was also uh, one of those remnants who, like, is now in the main universe because she was so popular. Spider-Gwen. Yeah. But I'm I'm not reading it. Yeah, exactly. And just to speak on it real quick, because we're talking about the comics, apparently, I don't know how much you read or how much you're going on. And Mm -hmm. this is pretty hearsay because I haven't read it myself. I'm doing the thing that we don't like. Apparently, Spider-Man is going through a lot of shit. I've been just a storyline has been filled with that. This storyline that's going on right now is fucking wild. Apparently, they sent Mary Jane to an alternate universe and Peter had to, like, figure out a way to save her. But passage of time happened different over there so when he shows back up it's like 16 years later mary jane is married with multiple kids which in and of itself everyone's like fuck you can't we just can't you and everyone's like this is super villain origin story right here and then at the end of the thing to make it not even matter they made everyone over there die including her husband and the kids and it's like what was all that for Why would you the do that? The only thing worse than this in, re- in any memory I have is when they had Norman Osborn and Gwen. I know. I know. I Why would you do did. that? Why would you do that? Because that Disgusting. was the craziest time in Spider-Man fan history. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, there was a very famous ar- uh, arc of Spider-Man that everyone loved that introduced all these cool characters and, you know, this different way of thinking like did Peter get bit by the spider or did the spider specifically bite Peter and it had to do with fate and all these things. And it was a really great run. It was, I, and I remember it was around nine 11 cause it was this great nine 11 issue that happened. And then after a while, JMS James, Michael Straczynski who wrote it said that before Gwen died in the Marvel universe, she studied abroad for a year in France to have a baby and that baby was because she had consensual sex 
with Norman Osborn, the Green Goblin. And he, she's like 16, canonically, yeah. at the time? Or 17? Yeah. And yeah. he is like 40? At least. And the, the only explanation is one day they met up and Norman put down his barriers and seemed like oh a human when couldn't resist or something to that effect. Honestly, I might have it right here. Keep talking. It's stupid. Up. So so as you can see, we are big Spider-Man fans and Spider-Man is constantly getting shafted. So it's nice that we are getting some Spider-Man love with across the Spider-Verse let me, and let me into the Spider-Verse. Also, the Spider-Verse yeah. series in the comic books was pretty good. Um, I did not read it. I read a little bit of it. And then I didn't want to read all of the tie-ins because it cost too much money. Yeah, it's hard to keep up. But yes, so Across the Spider-Verse, while you look for that, Nick, is a Honestly, film. I'm close. I'm close. You're so close. You can feel it. No, I'm really close. Did they have like goblins? Did they have goblin the... kids or something? Is that what that yeah, whole thing yep, turned yep, into? Yep, 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 yep. They had um, their kids grow up and come attack and be goblins. Um, okay, okay. I'm there. I'm there. He's reading the letter. He's reading, he's reading the letter that Gwen wrote to him, telling him about it. They got we the swear letter. comic books are good. We promise. There's definitely a lot of good <laughs> comic book arcs. There's just one panel that is like burned into my mind. And I'm sure it's the same one that's burned into your mind where it's like the two of them like kissing. Yeah. That's and then what happened? And I'm looking at it and it's it's Gwen and Norman's kids show up they're not goblins at first later it's people uh, trying to like do something with it but yes they are ah here is um uh, and gwen doing oh yeah 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 that one that panel doing. is burned into my yeah. mind yeah him having sex with her then he's green yeah. goblin in the next panel and also it's also very funny because i think the writer told the artist that i think norman osborne looks like tommy lee jones <laughs> Does that like the Tommy Lee Jones? Sometimes they use real life. Um. Anyway, I fucking hate that. So, comics aren't perfect, but Miles Morales uh, was a great introduction. Is our point, and we're really excited that he into the Spider Verse got his due and was proven to be a good character. Mm -hmm. And honestly, a lot of people before this movie even came out considered that one of the best comic book movies ever made. And then here we are with the sequel. Yeah. Which I would argue is also one of the best comic book movies ever made. Let's talk about it. I feel like it's interesting with this because like we were talking about the comic books a lot, right? It feels like the comic books have been our safe place from the movies. The movies a lot of times oh. have been ruining the comic book stories where sure. we get really hyped. We follow this cycle where we get really hyped for a movie because we're like, oh, it's going to cover the storyline that we loved. And then they yeah. do it badly. Or they do yeah, it like I, that in a was weird definitely before way. the before the MCU 100%. I think the MCU did a good job. That's why we like it so much. It really said no 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 no. We are something different. It's a different universe for me anyway. I'm including the, time, the MCU as like being oh, shitty. Uh, I But a lot of those storylines aren't the same storylines, right? They're like made up new things. Sure, yeah, but that's the problem. Uh, what I'm saying is like when you read comic books and you watch the movies, you get excited because you want to see those storylines adapted. But they're never adapted to the sure. full extent in which you are enjoying the comic book. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. The, the Captain America thing, the Civil War thing was kind of interesting, but it's much better in the comic books. Right. Like That's the true. That's and, true. and you just That's have true. instances of that. Them taking yeah. the 
the the Planet Hulk storyline using it in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, Thor Ragnarok was good, but then do that storyline well. Planet Hulk. Yeah, Gore the God Butcher. Now that's used, they're not going to bring him back. That that's was true. a great storyline in the comics. Right. Shitty right. adaptation in the films. I was thinking more like Fantastic Four two with Silver Surfer and Galactus, oh, right? Like that's yeah, what yeah. I was thinking because that was so that was so bad. Right? Yes, 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 yes. And these movies, like, yeah, Ragnarok was good, but it ruined the storyline. So a lot of these have they been kind cannibalize of like, it, right? They cannibalize the source. A lot material. of these guys have been cannibalizing the source material. So yeah. across the Spider Verse is interesting because Sony has been kind of releasing like shitty superhero movies. Like we know yep. that we we know what Morbius is. Venom, the first one was fine, and the second one was bad. It was very bad. And so it's interesting to see that and we like, got Craven the Hunter coming down the coming down the pike. It's interesting to see that they have something actually good here. Yeah, like they have a good from solid superhero movie from Sony. Is it in the MCU? And it's no Disney me, involved. Yeah. People are watching it. People are loving it. People who are fatigued with superheroes are watching this film and loving it. So it's not the superhero content. That's the problem. Yeah. Right. It's it's, it's just the, the content. Yeah. The way we're being delivered it. This is the proof. I think this is a perfect proof of like a superhero fatigue is not a real thing. Bad movie fatigue is a bad mm-hmm. is a real thing. People yeah. aren't sick of fan, uh, Fast and the Furious movies. They want more of them. They just suck. Yeah. If they were great, they would be all about it. People want yeah. these movies. That's why James Bond has been James Bond for 70 years or whatever freak yeah. it's been. It's not that they're sick of it. It's just they want good movies. Studios are complaining about ticket sales. And it's like, look at this film. People are going to go see it. I will say, though, do you think at this point, without Into the Spider-Verse and Across the Spider-Verse, that Disney would be a little closer to getting back the live action of the oh Spider-Man yeah 100% wing 100%, that, that's my 100%, only thing 100%. where i'm like the only bad thing is sony has sony has now had two deeply successful spider-man movies and expected to have a third and no way they want to get rid of the ip now mm-hmm. but they have no idea what to do with the live action ip no idea no. at all i think and as long Craven as the, the live action is, ip is, fails like we're gonna keep tom holland in the mcu i maybe i think they have to strike another deal dude they have to strike another deal you know yeah and they think then tom holland's popular i'm sure they want him in the craven movie but couldn't get him you know because yeah. of legalese and stuff i don't know anyway across the spider-verse the sequel to into the spider-verse we would talk about into the spider-verse but we don't want to be here for three hours it was yeah. a great film we loved it introduced the character beautiful different spider-man across the universes it's a multiverse movie here we go and then across the spider-verse we're here miles is just a little bit older he's uh applying to colleges we see him hanging out and being his own superhero made his own costume and right away as soon as we get into this movie i'm like hell yeah right back into it right back into what we love Mm -hmm. except i'm lying aren't i because that's not how this movie starts no it starts this movie starts with gwen Mm-hmm. which i was shocked with how much they how much they cared about that yeah. and showing us that so it's it's funny because i feel like you forget that the first movie yeah you follow miles morales but it was a peter b parker story right yeah like if he's the one who had a character arc he's the one who had his little it was focused around yeah. him but the overall three movies that we're getting are going to be obviously miles morales movies yeah. but how specifically he's affected by these other spider-man right? exactly yeah and spider b parker was the first mm-hmm. so then the second movie it makes sense that it's like okay this is from spider gwen's perspective it's more about 
Oh, she's going to have an arc here. Um, that's also going to push Miles's arc along as well. When I was sitting there in the theater and the Spider Gwen stuff was happening, it was pitch perfect. Just a translation of the, her comic book origin. Mm. Like they they might have changed where he she fought the lizard or like how she passed him in the hall. But like, I don't know if you read that comic or remember that time of the Spider-Verse of Superior Spider-Man and all that. And when this was all introduced, that's exactly how it happens. It wasn't yeah. changed. And it was so cool to see. I was like. I was sitting there like giddy next to Lexi. I like, oh my god, that's just, oh, oh my god, and oh my god, is they gonna make him a lizard? And they gonna make him die? Oh my god, oh 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 oh! oh. And Lexi, who, who doesn't know any of this, is like, whoa, that's so cool and heartbreaking and interesting and wow, proof, yeah. proof that it works. Yeah, that's what we want to see. Like, we want to see adaptations of the comic books we love. Yeah. We don't want to see like butchered bastardized super dumbed yeah. down stories oh, and changed in a way uh, cannibalize like this movie does this movie mm -hmm. cannibalize all the stuff this doesn't exist in the comics but yeah. for the better for exactly. a reason yeah, for yeah, a yeah, story yeah, yeah. you can take like the story has existed uh, you can always yeah. build on it and make it better this takes from the Spider-Verse story. They're not doing the vampires that like are going through the universe to suck the totems dry or whatever the yeah. hell. Like they're, they're not, not doing, doing that Dr. Octopus line. is now Spider-Man and he's pulling in all these exactly. other Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. They're not doing that stuff. And they don't have yeah. to, right? Because they're taking and they're elevating the story. That's the benefit that all these movies have is that they have something that they can take and elevate. Yeah. Which is, yep. but instead, all the MCU and all these movies are just like somehow making the a worse version of every single plot. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you, and I think it comes from this movie. I think it's really summed up in the way this movie handles something very specific. Where in the MCU, when Peter is talking to Mysterio, they mention that the MCU is Earth six one six, which is the Marvel comic universe we've been reading since mm -hmm. the sixties. In this movie, they specifically reference the events that happened in No Way Home and label it a different Earth. Yeah. Which means this comic is paying the, the Earth 616 still exists in this world. The comic books still exist in the story that they're telling, but it's like honored in this way. That's like untouched, but like, but referenced, like right? Yeah. And that was really. And the fact that like this is from. Gwen is from Earth 65. It says, I'm sure that's the same one in the comics. Mm -hmm. It is a pitch perfect representation of like what's happening. So I don't like mine as much. Yeah. Um, but man, just to talk about the emotional beats, Marcus, heartbreaking, heartbreaking story. But the dad and the lizard. Oh, God. The fact that we can talk about emotional beats in a superhero movie, right? Like that's oh, pretty good. The, the beginning, the first 10 minutes. This is yeah. like the first, this is like the first 10 minutes of up. It's like beautiful. It's great. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. And like, and like Peter Parker being bullied not getting the powers totally gonna turn into super villain like talk about yeah. butterfly effect like how one small little thing could change everything mm -hmm. peter parker could totally have been the villain right yeah love that definitely love and that like so that much. he becomes the lizard too i feel like that specifically is like yeah, yeah doc connor's you know he was he was missing an arm and trying to grow it back like i it, it does have similar vibes of like a kid experimenting to try to give himself powers because he wants to be strong and cool like yes that happened that sounds like it yeah. would happen yeah and then it all culminates in gwen meeting that renaissance vulture and the other um 
Spider-Man 2099 and Jessica Drew from a different universe come and fight and she joins the Spider Society and all that mm-hmm. stuff. How cool of a freaking villain that is. Yeah. That I was a creation really like just that. for the movie, I think. I don't I don't think that came from anywhere. Uh I think it was inspired by the Neil Gaiman stuff? No, that was from a different time period. I, I watched look, time. Shout out to Screen Crush. I watched Screen Crush's like 130 Easter eggs and after every time I watch a Marvel oh, nice. film or something, nice. I go and I turn that on and I'm like, yes, give me all 131 Easter eggs. Apparently yeah. there was like a Da Vinci something universe. Not Leonardo Da Vinci joining the Avengers, like which I think happened, but something else. That sounds that sounds like 1610. That sounds like the Neil Gaiman thing, right? Maybe anyway anyway but uh looked cool and this was the first introduction of like different art styles Mm -hmm. in this movie of like he was existing in his world and 1602 was the neil gaiman marvel thing yes it might be what it was but so cool introduction of the character like honestly just god this movie it's just i can't even talk about how good it was like i can't even like put into words like what we do here every week is we talk about movies and films and tv and like we've gotten pretty good at talking about stuff Mm -hmm. i i have no idea how to talk about this movie because it's just i can't it it operates on such a level that it's like magic to me a lot of this is like magic it's so tight it's so compact it's so perfect but it's dense it feels like they squeezed a lot into the film but it also yeah. doesn't overstay its welcome in fact it understays its welcome because the movie cuts off at the end and you feel like spoilers come uh, on just to freaking talk about it the biggest complaint i think anyone can have about this movie is this is part one and nobody told us yeah this is dune we knew dune was part one yes we knew there was there was a half a story. Avengers Infinity War. We mm-hmm. knew it was half of a story. Catching Fire Part One Hunger Game. We knew yeah, it was yeah, half yeah, a yeah, story, yeah. right? Nobody told us at all. Marcus, how do you feel about that? How did you feel? Did you were you spoiled? No. I was watching. How did the, you feel at the end? I was watching the movie and I was like, I peed so not a lot of time during the movie. And I was just like, crazy. we are nearing like, the we have a whole arc. And I've been here for a while. So we haven't started act three and there's 15 minutes left. Yeah, I was like, there's no way that this movie is any longer. It must be ending soon. And then it just immediately ended, which is jarring because it sucks to have to wait two years for something that stops in the middle of the story. Like we're going to have to all go back and rewatch this one. Like that sucks. Well, it's less than a year when the next one's supposed to be coming out. March 29th, 2024. That's what they say. But I mean, like uh, an interview came out, uh, I think, on Vulture talking about like the working conditions of the animators and how terrible the Lord is. And so like, really? Yeah. The Lord's awful. Oh, man. Come on. (laughs) Lord and Miller's. Come on. They make the best movies. Stop it. Come on. They're um, awful people. They're not good. Well, not they. Just Phil Lord. So they far. come as a duo. <laughs> they they make the movies together. Uh, apparently, he's been like a, oh. a slave driver over there, and um, is he an awful person death. or is he just like under a lot of pressure from Sony? Maybe I don't know. I got look. Oh. Go on Vulture, read the article, judge for yourself. Oh. He's not the director of these films. I will say that uh, they did direct the first one, didn't but they? But not this one. Which right, I think is like super in charge. They wrote a the huge screenplay in a super difference. 
So I Joaquim so. Dos Santos, Kemp Powers, and J- Justin K. Thompson uh, directed three these directors. films. So they had three directors, and the way they work together is that they separated different parts of the film. Obviously, they all collaborated, yeah. but they were like, you take animation, you take this part, you work on this part of things. Oh, you think it was like that, or do you think they... Uh, that's what they said take... in, in an interview oh okay i, I, I would have guessed I this interviews. guy took the gwen part this guy took the miles part this no. guy took the okay they broke it up like uh like voice acting like you're in the room while they're voice acting directing uh, you sure, are sure, with sure, the sure, animators sure. directing the animation you are whatever um yeah. so they split it up that way and they all worked together like it was a collaborative thing but i feel like because of that like they really got to work in their element you know yeah uh, that's a really interesting way one of these guys joaquin dos santos uh he worked on justice league unlimited and avatar the last airbender yes exactly and then you had the uh one of the other guys worked on soul and like that was really interesting and i saw a tiktok that was talking about how like it looks like he came up the ranks too like he was a storyboard artist like that's yeah. i love yeah that. yeah exactly and you get I to contribute that. too and like he's a you know he's a black man he got to talk about the movie from that perspective too and direct from that perspective which is interesting yo shut up Kem powers the i think the one you're referring to right now his play was one night in miami yes he did that on the podcast yes, yes, with yes, malcolm yes. x and mm-hmm. i loved that movie mm-hmm. i gave it to you as a challenge yes you did whoa Man, this movie was so good. Why'd you got to tell me Phil Lord, Lord Miller sucked? <laughs> Man. I'm sorry. I don't mean to disappoint, but the right. directors are cool. And not, not that know, article Lord had Miller plenty wrote of room this. to talk bad about them, and it didn't. So there's that. Oh, man. Anyway. And I feel like this movie felt like it was better directed than the first one. I'll say that, too. The, it's, it's so hard, though, because the first one's such a different movie, right? You for know? sure like but this one was like a bigger the, task a bigger challenge bigger. and it felt bigger challenge cohesive it felt smooth it, it really could have not and it could have easily fallen apart take take multiverse of madness we love sam raimi we like that movie that movie did the same thing went to different universes felt disjointed felt like not everything got enough play not everything got enough time in this movie when we went to man mumbai manhattan um, by mumbatten mumbatten whatever it was seamless perfect made sense mm-hmm. didn't mind i was there perfect we got out of there just in time went to the spider society went to gwen's mm-hmm. world went to the uh, miles's world back forth back yeah. forth easy peasy seamless done no, nothing about any of that felt like transitions are so hard and i there was no nothing wrong with the transitions here and there was such jarring things phil like, lord did not direct the first one either i'll say i just looked it up oh who directed it bob percini peter ramsey and rodney rothman oh Oh, okay okay and the screenplay was just by lord and rothman miller mm-hmm. and lord produced them both though interesting interesting man animal movies are wild how do they even get made this is crazy <laughs> like there's so many moving parts right yeah three directors yeah yeah yeah. producers three screenwriters it's crazy the it, fact that it's this good like how how I know. it's it's super impressive i think that like the fact that like you can take a team you can work you can kick so much ass you can come out with the, like such a cohesive film is so impressive and the fact that they introduced like with the first film i felt like they did a good job of introducing the concept of there are multiple universes there are multiple yeah. spider-men and we're going to Spider-Man. show you a handful of them. And these are going to be representatives of how crazy this multiverse can get. So you had Spider-Ham, you had Spider-Man Noir, you had like um, 
anime Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Spider-Gwen. Different representations. And then this movie is like, okay, here we go. We're going to just open this up all the way. We're going to fully expand on this and show you the breadth of this narrative. Yeah. You know what's really interesting is almost no Peter Parker's like in the main cast, right? Isn't that interesting? I mean, you got the main Peter Parker, Peter B. Parker. And he takes a really back seat in this movie. There's, uh, it's all these other. And you know what I found that I really loved? I didn't know I would love it, but I really, really loved it is how when you have this many Spider Man and this many like people, it's almost hard to like make them matter because there's so many. Mm-hmm. But, but Miles shouldn't exist. And they explain in the movie that he takes the spider from Earth 42 into his world. And and it was in the first movie. They had the yeah. ideas because it did jink, blink out of existence and shit. Mm-hmm. Because he is a connection from two universe interacting, that's why there are no other Miles Morales Spider-Man in the yeah. Spider Society. And that's so fascinating and interesting and cool and different. And like I do love that. Yeah. This Miles, our Miles, the one we're following, the one that we're gonna be following in the third movie, like way to take a character that not everyone cared about or wondered why they should care about and make him so freaking important, right? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, there's a lot of Peter Parkers. There's, there's literally an infinite there's amount. a lot of Peter Parkers. And they're all, a lot of them are in this movie and they're cool and they're awesome. And I love Spider-Man, but there's one Miles. That's, that's true. Like pretty cool. But also there's one. Spider-Gwen? Yeah. And there's one Hobie and there's one Spider-Man Mumbatton and there's one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they do make a There's point a couple to be of like a couple of to, to be like yes this is like miles is unique because of this specific thing i mean even Sp- i don't know if there's other spider-man 2099s but like yeah. it's just like they said it in the movie right like mm-hmm. the way mm-hmm. they explain the movie there should and could be other gwens there yeah. could and should be other miguel o'hara's 2099s there could and should be there literally can't be another miles and like this Yes, because the only, he is not supposed to ever get spider powers, and it was only because of spider society stuff that he got him. I just, mm-hmm. you know, f- fascinating. And and I think at this point, like we just don't have the time. We we can just jump around. Like when that happened, and all of the the Spider Man are like looking at him, and he's having this um interaction with twenty ninety nine. It's just like wow, it's so cool that the movie set up this thing where they. Now, movies don't do this a lot where they like they know stuff that we don't know yet right yeah like I, I was legitimately surprised in this movie i know so much about comics i know so freaking much about these storylines and i literally had no idea what they were trying to say and where they were going in these moments like yeah. what like i could inference because i'm like a movie goer and i'm like are they gonna is this what but like i was legitimately surprised at multiple points in this movie and that just doesn't happen anymore it just doesn't happen. Yeah, I agree. I, I like it, too, because I feel like with the the knowledge of the multiverse, it's so interesting to see that they're trying to say that, like, it feels like one of the me- many messages in the film is that, like, you can't be Spider-Man. You are Spider-Man and there's a Spider-Man yeah. for you. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, that was that. their first movie, right? Like, yeah. Miles Morales being Spider-Man, being different, a lot of people feeling seen. And this was just, it felt like an expansion of that. Yes, so many other multiverse things we've seen is like, oh, it's just the same version. It's just another white guy. And it's like, yes, yeah. in this infinite multiverses, you have like 
two black versions of like whatever character it is look look well, no there's Captain jessica Britain. drew there's spider punk there's miles morales right there front and center yeah yeah and look at like captain britain right his whole shtick is like he is a multiversal council of captain britons one from all the different universes and it's mostly white guys yeah yeah <laughs> which is like uh, there's a lot of people living in britain <laughs> yeah spider punk yeah, so it's fun to see this where it's like, yes, you get Spider-Punk, you get different variations, you get so many different kinds of Spider-Man, yeah. that's fun. But it, and it also just feels honest, right? Like, mm-hmm. Miguel O'Hara being, being Hispanic and, like, Jessica Drew being black and Spider-Punk being black and Spider-Gwen being white. Like, it all felt, none of it felt, it all felt, I don't even know the word, just... Everything's so specific in nowadays where it feels on purpose or it feels like the boxes are checked, like I mentioned before, or it feels like they're not paying attention and that's even worse, right? Yeah. Not, that just isn't here. I mean, it's other, not like it's yeah. not blind casting because everyone's honored, right? Like they're like, no, no, no. He knows Spanish. That's an important yeah. part of his character, right? Exactly. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's conscious casting too. Well, not even just casting, because like uh these characters are those races in the comic books. Like Spider-Man Mabatten is exists in the comic books, and I don't think Jessica Drew black. exists anywhere. Jessica Drew is the only one, other than yeah. Jessica Drew. But all of the other ones do is exist Spider in the comic Punk books. Black? He is black in the comic books. Yeah, I only ever saw him with his mask on. Yep. You sure? Yep. You I know? just watched a whole long video on all the Spider-Man and all of where they're from and each and every Spider-Man and each and every okay, universe. Okay, okay, and so Jessica okay. Drew does exist. She's not black You're in the nerd. universe. They did change that. You're a nerd. You're but all nerd. the other ones okay, are okay. actually like minorities. They didn't change that right, casting for the movie. You're a nerd. Miguel O'Hara is his name. He is Hispanic. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, but but even in the old... Ca- I, I, I watched that cartoon. I read some of those comics. I don't remember that ever coming up. It doesn't come up. You're right. He just is, is like which is kind of nice. It's, it's back in center. that time, it's kind of nice. He was just Hispanic. It wasn't like that was the most we can get. Themed Hispanic superhero. That was the most we can get, and we were we were Gaga for it. But now we're past that, and you know, I love that Oscar Isaac doesn't have to pretend to be ethnically ambiguous. He can be way yeah. closer to what he actually yeah, yeah. is. That's really nice. You know, <laughs> yeah. A lot of people don't even know Oscar Isaac is Hispanic because he's had to code switch and mm-hmm. be ethnically ambiguous in so many things yeah um he's I saw him very, in a play where he's, he's very jewish. jewish in a lot of things yeah he's the, he he's cast as jewish a lot mm-hmm. i don't think he's jewish at all i don't know enough about oscar isaac but i assume he's not because i'm sure he's gotten some shit about it well i know he's guatemalan but he yeah no, no, his mother's guatemalan and his father's cuban I hear Darren saying something, but I can't hear. I'm sure people have talked about it. I'm sure people have complained about it. But like as an actor who's ethnically ambiguous, I'm like, I don't blame Oscar. Are you ethnically ambiguous? Marcus, I've been in the casting room and I've had to be white. I've had to be Hispanic and I've been half black and I've been full black. (laughs) I I am. Yes. As uh, you don't think so. Two white casting people. You are ethically ambiguous. Nate, you know, I don't, give me a hundred casting people. You know how many of them are white, dude? All of them? (laughs) Maybe you got three or four that's not. Yes, Marcus, to answer your question, I understand how it doesn't make sense and it's stupid and you know and Mm -hmm. I know, but if you're really asking me, like, if we're sitting down and really having a conversation, 
I am 100% ethnically ambiguous. I could be Cuban. I could be Germ. I oh, be I thought you were going to name Italian. different kinds of Hispanics. That would have been no, fucking I could hilarious. Be, <laughs> I, I could be Cuban. I could be Italian. I could be Greek. I could be half black. I can be... Guys, leave a I could, chat. I could, Le- I could leave a white. comment in the chat if you think you know Nick's... <laughs> All the racist Nick could be. <laughs> I could be Jewish. I got this curly hair. Mm-hmm. You know? You know, I could be Israeli. I could be from the Middle East, a certain part. A certain I could part? be, I could be Middle Eastern. I, I have been asked to audition for those things. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy. Like I'm not, I'm not even like hyperbolizing. I wish I was because it, it sounds like it could be a bit. Marcus, it's crazy out here, dude. I am like the definition of ethnically ambiguous, which you think would be like a good thing. But honestly, you know, I'm not Hispanic enough for the Hispanic roles. I don't have an accent. I can't speak Spanish. I'm way more likely to get cast as a Jewish person than I am a Puerto Rican, which is crazy and not okay and a problem that we're still always trying to fix in the acting world today. But anyway, (laughs) enough about me. Yes, Oscar Isaac is ethnic ambiguous, and I'm glad he gets to be Hispanic in this movie. It's interesting, Like like Moon Knight. He's not able to, like, honor himself as Moon Knight. He's just a guy, right? Here, he's like hispanic yeah it's interesting before we got into this tangent of all the races you could play (laughs) um you did touch on something interesting um like the fact that a lot of time back in the day the 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 conversations about race were like we just want to see minorities in stuff right and we like a lot of people were like i'm not racist i don't see color right and it's like and, and that, that was, was acceptable at the time. And that's kind yeah. of the version of Spider-Man 2099 that we got in the comic books. It was like a guy yeah. who is Hispanic, but we'll, we're not going to mention it one time. Yeah. And, and you know, and we're only speaking on our own experiences. I'm sure if you read all of 2099, there's a reference and it says something and it doesn't. We haven't read every comic ever. Whatever. It's just from our experience. From our experience. Yeah. But the, the, the fact that it is like now we're like, OK, it is tied to your identity. We get this movie that it has a lot of like cultural references, like the fact that they're like mentioning his race specifically. There's like little like things yeah. like the food that they're eating and the like yeah. everything, the culture, the party, the family, like you get that kind of stuff. And you, it feels like, oh, these people know what it's like to to at least have been around minorities before when a lot of yeah, movies don't feel that, that way. And not just him, uh, the Indian Spider-Man, Spider-Punk feels like it's a very specific Mm -hmm. rebellious nature of of England uh, around black people. It feels like in that moment that I like I want to know more about like every little thing all over the place. It's like, yeah, it's it's not even that it's I guess honored would be an okay word to use respected, but it's just like it's just there. Yeah, it's just the world we live in. It's just a reflection. Like all they're doing is doing a reflection of the world, which is what everyone says they're doing, but no one actually does. So it's interesting. Actually doing it in this stupid cartoon. (laughs) The one there was an interview with the guy who played uh, Spider-Man of Mumbatton, and he was saying that they interviewed him and he was saying that like when they cast him and he was like doing the role they were like change whatever you want like they were just like we don't know enough about this character and this culture to like necessarily make it feel real and lived in and right now he just feels like he could be anybody so we want you to consult and like give feedback as like what can we do to make him feel like he's actually indian as opposed to just five years ago maybe 10 years ago maybe even now in another medium and another project they'd be like 
can you be more Indian? Which means they want him to put on like a heavy accent and be a caricature mm-hmm. of himself. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. That is yeah. so cool to hear. Yeah. Oh, oh, Marcus, so, you almost missed the Mumbatten sequence. Okay, of some so hold on. Theater quick, drama? quick side story. Sure. I was in Spider-Man Across the Universe watching the film, and right next to me. So that's the wrong movie. Spider-Man Across the Universe is the Beatles-themed Spider-Man movie. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Across the Spider-Verse. And there's these two teens next to me. And mm-hmm. I hear one teen, and the third team comes, and she's like, how dare you are you serious right now and i'm like okay and my intention is no longer on the film i am straight Uh up in whatever's happening next to me and she was like you decide to go on a date one day after we break up are you fucking serious and so he was like chill 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 no you don't have to do this here chill 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 and she's like no i'm not gonna chill and then they were yelling at each other they were fighting and i was just like yes (laughs) give me the drama and i was just watching that for a long time there's a lot in and out she came she ran back in and took a picture with flash on of this couple like of the two on the chair (laughs) then ran away he went and chased her they were screaming at each other in the hallway and i was so distracted and then I turned to Darren and I'm like, man, that's crazy what's going on. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, what? Because <laughs> <laughs> she's a good moviegoer. Because she's sucked into the movie and she's watching it like a normal person. And I'm like, how do you not hear the screaming happening in the theater? Anyway, reasonable. I get distracted easily. That's hilarious. Well, it was a good sequence. He had a yo-yo. That was really cool. Also, in that sequence, we learn about canon. And Spider-Man canon yes. and the yes. fact that all these Spider-Man have to go through a certain series of things to truly be Spider-Man. And these are canon events that everyone has to go through. And if you don't go through them, you're going to ruin the multiverse. Love it. Makes sense. It makes sense. Great. It's cool. It's also like a, a commentary on, you know, us as fans being like Miles Morales or this person can't be Spider-Man because they haven't they don't fit these certain criteria. Uh, which I think is really interesting as well, just from a creative perspective. Yeah. And then it also sets off a series of events where it's like, okay, Miles Morales is, sees this, he stops the canon event. And then he's like, oh shit, I have to, my dad's a, like one of the canon events is that a sheriff or a, uh, not a sheriff. What is it? Captain. A captain dies. And he's like, my dad's about to become captain. Oh crap. I have to go <gasps> home and save him. And that sets off his chain of events that like, honestly, it just feels so smart and right. And like, that's why they weren't including miles and why Miguel didn't want. And like that whole sequence of Miguel explaining, gosh, like Spider-Man 2099 is like kind of the villain of this movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, Obviously, I'm meant to root for Miles and I'm supposed to like, no, he, he can fix it. I don't even know if that's what the movie's going to say. Ultimately, like, honestly, it might be like tragedy is what makes us where we are. And they might fucking kill us that I, I mm-hmm. or am I saving that? I literally don't know. I I literally have no idea which it well, could go in the both comic ways. Books, his mom dies. Oh, I didn't even remember that. Uh, but but oh, then maybe she, she does. Die. But then she's brought back to life. Oh, my God. Whatever. I don't care. But so <laughs> so like but when they go in that sequence of uh miguel o'hara oh and there are more than one spider-man 29 right 99 right because he replaces another one that's what well, happened it wasn't right? spider-man he, he, he was just another miguel o'hara right you know what i'm making assumptions 
But I feel safe to say that assumption that he's also a Spider-Man. But you're right. He could very well not be. Right. Because if he wasn't, who cares? Right. He he wouldn't have ruined the timeline to save someone or make someone happen unless it was Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah well, I think, that, right. I think my assertion is right. Well, if he wasn't the supposed whole, the whole to be point, Spider-Man, that would be more ruining of the timeline than if he just went in and was like, yeah, I'm Spider-Man. Yeah. But specifically, it's messing up creating Spider-Man that is causing these things to happen. Right. Like he needed somebody to. Like he needed to let the wife die or something, or the kids die. Well, the wife, unless Spider-Man. the kid was a captain of uh, the police force, like oh it doesn't God. fit no, the canon d- events. No, either. I think Miguel's. I think Miguel's canon events is his family has to die, right? So then like, that undoes the whole movie because Miles no, Morales does go- have his own canon events where someone else could die, one of his friends could die. Well, that's probably how they're gonna get out of it. Like as good as these movies are, it's probably gonna be some stupid bullshit that like fixes it at the end, right? Gwen Stacy dies and he loses that someone. <laughs> that would be heartbreaking. That would be so heartbreaking. I that that's the craziest thing to me. I, I didn't even get to my main point. Th- that's the craziest thing about me, about the fact that this is half a movie. I have no idea. I was I was listening to an interviewer or a reviewer, and he's like, I don't. And his other two uh, podcast partners were like giving him a lot of shit because it was like, you didn't like this movie. And he's like, I don't it's not that I don't know if I like this movie. I just it's half a movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's saying yet. And I can't like give it my seal of approval before I know, like, what's the message? What's the theme? Because it literally could go either way. It could say you need to face tragedy. You need to let your father die or you can save anyone. You're in charge of your own destiny. Like, yeah. It's probably that one, but it really easily could go the other way. But anyway, showing Miguel's backstory and his motivation, like, really worked for me. Like, I really enjoyed these. Uh, all these sequences are just so heartfelt and real, where it's like, like, maybe it got a little crazy with how far he was going to try to stop Miles. But, like, it, it was so much to save the world. Yeah. Right? Like, it was so much to just not let what happened to him happen to someone else. and like. That sounds like a Spider-Man thing, right? This is to an extreme close to the point where maybe it's not Spider-Man because he's so malicious. Mm -hmm. But how malicious is he even really? Like, he doesn't do anything wrong. Like, he's a little scary and aggressive, but he doesn't, like, kill people on his way. He's literally just trying to stop Miles from going to his universe and letting it fall into a giant black hole. And, like, that's so cool. Yeah. Where there's, like, who's the villain here, you know? Like, obviously, I'm supposed to side with Miles, but like, it's really like not you're not sure. And, you know, that's brave for a movie to do, I think, you know? Yeah, I feel like it's that thing where it's like he is the villain because he's trying to be the good guy. He thinks he's doing the right thing. And that's always a more compelling villain than just a bad guy for being for bad guy's sake. Yes. Right. Every villain is the hero of their own story kind of thing. Like, yeah, I I really like that. And I like that not only that, but it also splits the team, right? Like you have Spider-Man who are going to be on Miles' side and you have Spider-Man that are going to be on Miguel O'Hara's side. It felt really nice in the last moments of the film when you saw Miles have touched these people's lives and they're Mm -hmm. like, we're going to help Miles. Yeah. Spider-Gwen and... Peter B. Parker, e. Parker. What, whatever, and a couple others. And it was it felt really good. It felt mm-hmm. really nice in that moment. Just to jump around, I think one of my favorite parts of the movie, truly one of my favorite parts of the movie, were was when Gwen went back to her world again and had to face her father. 
Oh, God, it was the whole movie has been really capitalizing on its art form, changing it to be comic booky, changing the styles. But this was like art. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They let the artist bleed the world and make it watercolor and like. It kept changing back and forth from perspectives to like see the ache in the paint. And the acting was so on. The voice acting was so on point. I know yeah. it was Haley Steinfeld. I don't know. I'm sorry who plays Captain Stacy, but like this father and daughter. It was so ah, I was I was choking up. It was so good. Yeah, no, I agree. The way that the room changed color was just so impressive. And it was yeah. a beautiful, tender moment he she left him she thought that she could never return to her home she was forced to return home and forced to face the consequences and it worked out you know i don't like like the more i think about it the less i like oh he like because we we just kind of touched on that conversation a little bit right like what does it mean to lose someone what does it mean to be spider-man does it mean that you lose a person do you specifically lose a captain you have to lose an uncle ben and a captain you have to, to be lose Spider-Man. a captain to be spark like the, like the he is no longer captain and she's like oh great we're done and as an audience we're led to believe oh great she's safe from that's trauma stupid. that's stupid everything else is so good that you let it go but that is stupid yes it's stupid trauma yeah, making you spider-man makes sense yes specifically a captain dying <laughs> is stupid as hell and his dad's been completely fine because he didn't get a promotion but now yeah. that he's gonna get a promotion he's gonna die yeah That's yeah stupid. and it's like That's obviously like stupid. different if you're not peter parker you have a different origin story right like so spider-man yeah. spider gwen lost peter parker but she was on track to lose a captain but they're still counting her as a spider-man yeah so then technically after that she still doesn't fit the criteria for being a spider-man yeah she didn't have a captain die yeah yeah, I, I agreed. That is the one suspension of disbelief in the movie that I think you need to have because the whole crux of this yeah. tenant events and Miguel being just stupid and wrong hinges on. Yeah, this one exactly. Thing. But it's also. But, but then, but then, but then, the logic of the movie is stupid. But like the logic of the characters makes sense because it happens to Indian Pavatar, the the Indian Spider Man, where. <laughs> They don't kill the captain and a giant black hole of abyss forms because that universe is going to maybe be yeah. destroyed without the captain dying. So, so like in in story, it's correct. Mm-hmm. But you're right. The logic of it's stupid. <laughs> well, old man, Rob, I don't I understand what I'm saying. Is it really is it really different origin story? New York City, Mumbai, not Gwen was about to die. I don't know. I mean, also, does this, does your Gwen have to die? I mean, that was an important part of Peter Parker's. Yeah, well, a loved one has to die. Well, it doesn't matter, right? Because I think the whole thing about the Miles Uncle Morales, Ben makes sense. The whole thing about Miles Morales is that his event is going to happen soon, and they want to prevent yeah. another black hole. So yeah. that's what's happening. So Gwen's events could happen just later, and they don't yeah, know that necessarily. I think it's just usually a captain, and they said it's a captain, and him being a captain yeah. soon is indicative of it. I, they're probably what they're trying to say. Oh, you're. Old Man Rom, they both die, I'm pretty sure, in the comics. I'm pretty sure Gwen dies and her dad dies. Don't they? Mm-hmm. In the comics? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. both die. But uh, I think Gwen dies first, I believe. Maybe not. I, but, I don't remember. But in the that movie, the 60s. they do make a big deal about the captain, right? Because whole, her whole yeah. thing is like, oh, he's not captain anymore. He's safe. And then it's yeah. Miles Morales is like, my dad's about to be captain. He's in danger. So they yeah. do definitely mention a captain yeah. role. But the thing is, Gwen's canon event already happened. It was Peter Parker dying, right? Peter Parker was like her Uncle Ben. But you get multiple canon events. Sure. Right? That was that was part of but it. But only the one Uncle Ben one is the one like a traumatic a traumatic death. A death, I guess. Of a is loved the main. one 
should be it. If we're really like splitting hairs, yeah, Uncle Aaron was oh, Miles. Uncle Aaron was Miles. Yeah, 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 that was his uncle. Oh, uncle. Oh, his uncle. I, honestly, no, the logic is is kind of making sense now. Oh, am I frozen? I fixed. No, it. You're, you fixed it. But honestly, his uncle died. Honestly, that kind of like fits. Honestly, That's true. That, and that kind of like goes to the movie of like actually the movie is like completely right and it's like smart writing and that like totally works. Okay, well, I don't know. Whatever. It works. Whatever. It works. Yeah. It's it's smart, but it is like stupid it's it's i understand the relief in the moment but gwen definitely has to be like well someone else in my fucking life is gonna die and i would like to prevent that <laughs> like she should just name her pet bunny captain and then be done with it. there you go that's how you get out of it <laughs> loopholes out of it They're loopholes what did you think of the fact that miles went to the wrong universe you noticed right away that he was going to earth 42 oh right? yeah 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 yeah. yeah i i did too i wish i didn't it's one of those moments where i was like oh i wish i didn't notice that because because they played out the yeah. mistake for a little too long like i think lexi was there and she didn't notice what he do she was like oh wow and then like and then it all down and immediately all came together though, yeah yeah but i was like oh he's going to 42 clearly he's not from yeah. that earth it says 42 yeah. right there, there. Was like, it says 42 on the screen is the thing yeah. like they, they, they right played there. it out like oh what universe is he in oh it's so weird but they just showed a big 42 on the screen but right beforehand yeah, yeah, so you yeah. know he's going to 42 yeah i think yeah i think they meant that to be i think we're just very observant i think i honestly i think it was supposed to be a rewatch you're supposed to notice that on the rewatch thing uh, uh okay. i think we're just so in tune with the numbers and the universes i don't think it's hard to get get one past us but it got past lexi it got past someone who doesn't know this stuff you know, okay. and I think it will get past most people. But for us who knew it was happening, it felt a little long. I was Darren like, also noticed she was like 42. It was on the screen. Darren, like, watched, Darren watches a lot of movies. She's a fucking nerd. Don't try to pretend like Darren's not a fucking nerd. Don't fucking sit here and tell me Darren doesn't know about lots of fucking nerdy shit. <laughs> you know, it's really Lexi's nice. Not, Lexi's not a fucking nerd. Darren's a nerd. <laughs> you know, it's really nice. I came home one day and Darren was just reading fables because I had I had been like, oh, I really like it. And I was like, yeah, that's the dream. I, I don't think she's going to finish it. I don't she know because I don't know if she it. liked it at all and i don't want her to have to finish something if she doesn't like it but sure you, you should she should read the first like four or five volumes of it though it gets really really great mm-hmm. and then it gets the crazy time you don't have to keep reading it or anything yeah the first volume is really set up the second volume isn't as good as the first and then the third and fourth really why am i talking about fables now anyway yeah. so <laughs> so anyway i i thought that was a little weird it took a little long for us who like noticed it mm-hmm. but otherwise i think it was um I'm getting like feedback in my headphones. No, I don't hear anything. It stopped. Okay, cool. Ignore me. Anyway, we uh, both know it is 42 on the screen. Uh, so it was weird that they played it so hard. It's like, oh, what's going to happen? Kind of a deal. couple call outs to things that I noticed my first watch. I'm excited for my rewatch and to watch this video that you watched that told you everything. A couple things I noticed I really liked. I loved uh, the Scarlet Spider was deep and brooding and mm-hmm. you found and i it was um what's his face andy sandberg andy sandberg really funny great i loved i love spectacular spider-man showing up being spectacular spider-man style and it was obviously the voice actor mm-hmm. i loved that it was the playstation game guy yuri whatever oh and my it was god him, and Man, it was there like... love that i loved childish gambino being in the prowler costume I mean, yes, that's a throwback to the movies because he was in the movies. But how I just I know the lore of this. None mm-hmm. of this would exist if he just wasn't a good comedian. Yeah. And it was just really cool to have him there. I just hope that they do something with it and it, it comes to fruition. And they're trying to make a live action movie right now. Yeah. They're in the preliminary stages. It won't be as good, but hopefully it'll be OK. And 
I think he he probably has a pretty good shot to be in it because yeah. he's the guy. I love that. God, I really, really got upset at the venom bit. That was unnecessary. I, that was a, that was a that was an Easter egg that I did not need. I don't remember the venom bit. What are you talking about? He, the spot is going to different universes, and he goes to the bodega lady from oh, the venom movie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Got it, got it, got it, got it. And it's a long. It's like a she minute. Got a lot. And a half. I honestly, I thought it was funny. It was kind of funny, but I it just, was unnecessary. I just hated those. Those movies aren't good. It just don't connect it with them. Yeah. You know, those movies aren't the same universe to me. The, like the same. And they're not. Like, not even the same multiverse. No, they're in this the multiverse. Not the now. same multiverse. Yeah. I don't even want them in my multiverse. I don't even want them. I want them gone. I don't. I do not want Morbius to ever <laughs> no, show Morbius up. Morbius is going to show up. Tom and Hatt, Hatt, Spot's going to go visit Tom Morbius. Highland. Bring him in. Well, you don't think that they're going to try to make a Tom Holland film where it's Venom and Morbius 100%. and Craven the Hunter? 100%. It's going to, and that's It's going to be the worst movie ever. You know, it's just a shame. We're not going to get those things in the MCU because as much as we complain, they're doing a lot of really cool things over there. Um, yeah. Overall, it's cohesive and stuff. Anyway, but uh, oh, and also the Lego Spider Man. Great. Oh, God. Great. The fact that they grabbed one of the best of a us. Kid. Did you hear about that? Yes, I did. They Instagram grabbed a kid, kid who who made like a little Spider-Man intro on YouTube. And they're like that kid. And they hired him to do the Spider-Man sequence in the film. And it was awesome. Beautiful. Wonderful. Loved I it. Love that. Love that. Uh, and I love that. They're like, he's the, he's one of the best. He's one of the best of us. <laughs> um, and then honestly, I'm excited for the rewatch because there's just so many Spider-Man during the spider society thing. And then the movie is just fun where they all point to each other and it fades out and they point even yeah. more. And like, I'm just so excited to look at them all and the spider buggies in there. And it's yes thing. And like so, all these things. Someone just so put good. this well that they said, if you exist as a person and you know what Spider-Man is, there is an Easter egg in there for you. Like, yeah, there's just an Easter egg for every single thing. And as knowledgeable as you are about Spider-Man or as much as you don't know about Spider-Man, you will mm -hmm. see a reference to something of Spider-Man that you will understand that Easter egg. Yes. Love that. I, any any call outs that you want to make about like uh, little Easter eggs or things or I, I, I sorry, I mentioned a lot of them, but that you really loved even ones that I already said. I mean, just the fact that they were they had so many references to so many different things and they really squeezed in like different versions of the comic books, different superhero versions. Like I just I really, really enjoyed all that. I don't think yeah. that there was a Spider-Man missing that I wanted to see, but I do want a little bit, a little bit. I want Ben Riley to not get shafted. I want the Spider-Man from the animated series, the 90s animated series, to have a, a, a couple of lines. Speaking, yeah. He was there for a second. Yeah, I saw him, course. right? Every yeah. Spider-Man was there. PS1 <laughs> Spider-Man was there. Like, yeah, I saw the Spider-Man from the PS1 games was there. The Spider-Man uh, from the Tobey Maguire reference, Toby Andrew Garfield. Andrew whatever. Garfield. Yeah. They're all there. We want them to have a line or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah I understand. I agree. Yeah. That 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 90s cartoon was so important. Uh, old Man Ram in the chat. I wanted to call this out. I demand a Turkish Spider-Man reference in the next film. <laughs> uh, that's the crazy thing. There totally could have been one there. Uh, I want totally could have been the Spider-Man Gundam from the Japanese Spider-Man TV series. I want oh. that to make an appearance. That would be sick. That would yeah. be sick. Like he pushes Honestly, the could watch have been there. and it shows up. It's in the Spider-Verse comic book. No, I could have been there. I mean, I know during that big moment, there were so many I couldn't mm -hmm. see it. You know, you have to like literally fine tooth comb. But they also I heard them say in an interview or something they didn't use everything they have because there's another movie. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. So like there's going to be a lot more, a lot more are going to get screen time, which is going to be exciting. Also, whoa, old man Rom just showed us uh, an image. I didn't see this. The mom snaps a Puerto Rican flag. Oh, I love that. Hell yeah. Thanks. Old That's man cool. Rom. I also speaking of things that um we want to see in the Spider-Man movie mm, in the please. Spider-Verse comic book. Yeah. There's one line of dialogue where there's two Spider-Man talking about the amount of Japanese Spider-Man there are. And they're like, that's weird. And the other one says, why would that be weird? And he goes, oh, no, am I the racist Spider-Man? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember I that. Yeah. A, I want stuff like that in there, too. When you are oh, seeing no, the Spider-Man talk I amongst the themselves. <laughs> that is funny. That yeah. I want I want that as well. That's it. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> That's great. But yeah, I just overall, I think just the vibes, the, the, ah, gosh, again, it's so hard for me to review this movie without just saying hyperbole, hyperbolic phrasing. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's magic. Yes, it was just it magic. magic. Also, look, animators need uh, for video games, for TV shows, for movies, animation, FX. effects artists like they need to be compensated and they need to actually work reasonable it's, hours yeah not have to hire, more, throw into more overtime help hired help hired something you know? we, hire we need help. to fix the situation that needs to happen because yeah. this movie is incredible but no one's going to learn the right lessons from the film because it made a lot of money yeah they're like well you did it so do it again yeah <laughs> what are you complaining about you did it the one time Just yeah do it again and we, I mean, if you look at the what's happening with the Marvel Secret Invasion thing, where they used AI art for the entire intro sequence, like that, really, it looks like shit. You oh. know, it, it feels soulless. And oh, I didn't even see this. It's interesting because this is what animation could be across yeah. the Spider Verse stuff like that. Uh, but if we keep working our people to the bone, we're gonna have less and less people who are willing to animate shit. Wow, that's crazy. And we're going to get less movies like that. this. I wonder if that movie is going to be good. I don't what? know. The, or not that movie, that series. Secret Invasion. It's fine. I don't know. If I'm sure it'll be fine. You're going to ruin Secret Invasion like they ruin everything else. Oh, my God. They don't it'll ruin everything. Stop being so hard. The, the MCU is okay. I, look, <laughs> MC, I have not rewatched an MCU movie. Like, they are. I, I am and hyped when I watch so them. Because they're so good, you don't I have like to. I like them. I enjoy them. And then the second I have to think about it, I'm like, ah. <laughs> I'll like ride that hype with you and talk about it on the podcast and be like, yeah, yeah, no, I had fun. And then I'll like, would I ever watch that movie again? No, I wouldn't. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, even the best ones, I don't really rewatch. Yeah. But to be fair, I didn't rewatch into the Spider-Verse. I don't rewatch. We don't watch. But I, so I, really I did. I've watched the movie like three times. I think loser. I love cool. it. It's great. <laughs> it's a good movie. Uh, I, I don't rewatch stuff till way later. Um, you know, like I just rewatched the Matrix movies. Those are 20 years old. <laughs> Marcus, any any other big major things you want to talk about for this Spider-Man movie? I mean, we hit we hit the big beats. We hit the our favorite moments, you know, mm-hmm. just to call, call out Spider-Punk one more time. Daniel Kaluuya oh my did God. such a great job. What a cool character. Know? What a good job. I yeah, like it's almost comedic, but like he's spitting truth. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, 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 yeah. and I just like love that like anarchist nature of it. It's also you know? smart. He's like built a teleportation device. Like he 
Yeah. Think he knows his shit. He's cool. He's suave. I definitely want to see a lot more of him in the third movie. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's going to be a lot of things. I think I think this an equal amount. Of everybody's more fair is it's, it's hard. To, fair. I do want to see like, different Spider-Man also. But that's hard. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. how do they? Also, uh, the animation so, styles of like people being animated oh, yeah, on ones, so different, people right? being animated the, the on poppy, twos, people being animated yeah. on threes. Like, I, I really like that. I like I don't even know what to like. It's so above me to even know what um what any of that stuff even is. It was just so cool. Yeah, it was just so, so freaking yeah. cool. Well, I think the only other thing to really talk about is like. What's next, dude? Like, my man, what's like what's what's it going to be like? Well, I, I mean, I, there's look, some things that we, are super obvious. Obviously, yes. the other team is they have to fight Miles. Spot. They have to fight the other team. We didn't even talk about Spot. We oh did my not God. talk about Spot once. Spot was fire. It started so silly. Mm-hmm. David, it was David Schwimmer. No, not David Schwimmer. That's friends guy. The guy <laughs> who's always in all those. Um, David. Art, uh, West Jason Schwartzman. Jason, Jason Schwartzman. That's it. David Schwimmer, the friends guy. <laughs> he did such a good job. He was so he silly, did. and him being with Miles and like. This movie was so good because it had room to play in that way, yeah. right? It had room to like mm-hmm. have these silly exchanges like, no, I'm trying to get to my interview. You're like messing me up at the beginning of the movie. And then obviously he gets more and more powerful. I remember the spot from the 90s cartoon and like, just kind of scary. And this one made him like a lot scarier. Oh, I do. It's just so silly. You jump into the spot and it comes out another spot. He like was in the 90s cartoon? Yeah, totally. Hmm. And I think it was people didn't like it. Like, I think I looked at it and people were like, that was one of the bad episodes. And I was like, Psh, I thought it was fire, but I was also six. So what do I know? Um, yeah, you're like, you're I so gotta, wrong, I don't know. I'm so right. No, I'm so right. I Because I looked. I looked. I, I know I'm right because I because I, I, for a second, I thought he was created mm. in that show like Harley Quinn. But he's not. He's from the comics. I just never read him in the comics. Okay, I, I only see. ever saw him in the show. He I never read him show. in a comic, but, but apparently he, he was in the comics first. I believe that, yeah, because he was a, like a B villain who's never been taken seriously. And then, sure, I just never have read him in a comic. I read never. him in the comic book that they reference a lot, where like Spider Man goes to punch him and then he punches himself in the face. Like that was kind of a cool issue. Yeah, but so the, he'll come. They'll fight. Uh, I, I the only thing that I'm like the only thing that this movie is making me think like is this a bad thing? Is like after Miles gets out of forty two and goes to his Earth. Does that mean we're done going to other Earths? Because, like, we're at the moment. I and think that's a little disappointing. Because if I'm going to get a whole other two-hour movie... Yeah. Like, there, there's, like, an hour left. But they I, need to fill up another hour. So, like, are we going to the other Earths? Oh, maybe they probably... They probably fight through Earths, right? That's what it is. That'll well, probably well, be what happens, The, the right? other spider people are hunting him, right? And yeah. I also think that we're not... Like, the movie's not going to end with them closing the multiverse. I think the movie's right. gonna end with them all kind of uniting and Miles being a part of this multiverse, and we'll see them being like, "Oh, I get to travel with my best friend Gwen, and we get to like fight crime across multiverses," kind of thing. Sure. Yeah, like maybe probably. they do set up a spider police force that is like trying to help each other. They do find a way to close the canon events and stop yeah. them from happening in the way that they do. Sure. But also, like, yeah, sure. I just, I'm just wondering, like, we could, you and I are not as good as these people are, and we could wrap the movie up in 45 minutes. There's yeah. only a third act missing. That's but true. We're not, but we're gonna get a two-hour movie. 
Well, no, 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 because there's because look, we have to resolve the spot thing, which isn't just going to be a battle, right? Like if if we're, we're working up to this it whole could thing, be. it's not just going to be a fight with the spot. We're it's, it's going to be, be a, sp- a, fight a fight between the spider people and spot. A, an emotional resolution. Spot sure. might even end up being a good guy at the end of it, right? That would be wild. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe spot helps them with accessing the multiverses and closing the canon events like god damn it i hate i hate you i hate you so much i hate you so much when you're so freaking right about something the canon events imploding are literally giant black holes yeah he controls the giant black holes whatever okay fine okay whatever i hate doing these thought experiments i hate it i hate it because like i'm like trying to like be silly and like and you just like spew out a random fact that's like so true and that's gonna be so correct that you're gonna be so like in your ass about how smart you are and i can't say anything because you were so right and so creative and so correct about the way they're obviously setting up to finish it like what can i add to that like i can't add a quippy snip about how spot's gonna go to a dark dimension and like do some and fight through worlds and they're gonna like see images of worlds really quick when you're like no obviously spot's gonna resolve the thing maybe turn into a good eye and stop good guy and stop these canon events whatever suck it dick (laughs) you done is there anything else you want to talk about you done is there anything else I'm, done. I have nothing else to I'm say. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, fun. you know what? Maybe they no, have. It's fine. No, it's cool. They fart. Yeah, they fart so much. They fart so much. It fixes the multiverse. Spider fart. Spider fart. We haven't seen that yet. We're spider fart. Justice for spider fart. Justice for spider. We're spider. Oh, we have spider baby. That's Mayday Parker. Also, cool. That was a cool, cool because May Mayday Parker is the name of that Spider Girl comic that mm-hmm. I read way back in the day. And canonically, it's not always their kid's name, but. Like a, a lot times. of the time, that is, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a few times. So yeah. that's just, it's just nice. It just reminds me of my childhood. It's nostalgic. You know what's gonna happen? Um, go ahead. They're gonna seal up all the multiverses. All okay. the Spider Men are gonna be locked away, and so there's no more Spider Society. And their Mary Janes are all gonna get pregnant with a random guy, <laughs> and have two kids, and then it'll follow so, in line with what's happening in the comic book series. And that way we're all still not sure whether or not spider-man fucks because he doesn't have (laughs) (laughs) bring it all back to the beginning baby (laughs) the movie's great that's it we're excited for the next Mm -hmm. one i i can't i can't believe we're waiting i i I couldn't have imagined a world where i was like okay with stopping halfway through a movie but yeah, it was just too good. I agree. I was in I was in awe. No after credits scene. Just like that's the end of the movie. Come back in a year to finish it. Okay. Yeah, it's you know, it's funny. It's weird that we can't like invest in movies like like stock wise. Like, yeah, like it, it's just weird that like, OK, we want animators to be paid more. We yeah. want movies to get made, but we can't right. give money to movies to for them to make it. And we can't get a return on that money in any way. Like, that's just weird. Interesting. As opposed to like, like being when in a critical role be made their first season of their show. We were. They we raised a million dollars. It, right? Yeah. 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 They kickstarted it. Nothing like that exists for. I feel like they've wanted to crack the code on that for a long time. Because yeah. if they told me, hey, we're going to make Spider-Man 3. Give us $15 now. I'd be like, cool. Yeah. 100%. I wouldn't even think about it. I wouldn't even like need anything. I would just want to be involved. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, like, yeah. get your name and in this the credits. Movie's, this movie's crushing it. The budget, this budget seems low. Wow. Pay 
animators way more. The budget. Guess what the budget is for this movie? Uh, hundred well, million. Kinda said, okay, well, shut up. Whatever. How okay, much was it? Fine. Whatever. Are you looking at it? No. I have Paviter P- P- Parker's name up just in case we said it again. All right. Well, the budget of this movie was $100 million. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Did he make $200 million? No, the box office so far is 506. Wow. That's this movie good. might beat Guardians okay. for the summer, which is huge. Yeah. Huge. Guardians of the Galaxy right now, their box office is 824. Wow. But. But I feel like well, and, but their budget was 250. But the Guardian's legs for the summer is probably pretty much done. Mm-hmm. There's other comparable things. People are still gonna take their kids and stuff to see across the Spider-Verse, yeah. right? Like there's this it's gonna it, it might not beat it, but the fact that it's like even a discussion is wild and gray mm-hmm. and great for animated films, and great for Spider-Man films. Not so good because Sony still is gonna keep Spider-Man because of this, but like you know, whatever. Yeah. It's anyway, weird, Marcus. I think you touched on a point. We should look, hire us. We'll we'll steal money from people. But uh, I feel like it's weird. I feel like they should l- let you pre-order movies. We're on to something. They should let you pre-order movies and then just like you can either get the at home or get a ticket free movie theater or something like that. So that way yeah, they can know, totally. oh, you know what? This isn't worth releasing in cinema. We'll just release it at home. More things would be made, I think. I, they don't make middle budget movies anymore, right? They make things yeah. that are dirt, dirt cheap and big movies. They don't make middle. Like Blumhouse is one of the only ones that's still doing it. Yeah. And A24 kind of. Mm-hmm. Like those are the, that's it. And that's yeah. it. Nobody else makes them. There's a, oh, uh, Old Man Ram in the, in the chest says, I think animation just costs so much. It's difficult to kickstart. I don't think that's true. This movie only costs a hundred million and it's pretty much the biggest animated movie ever. <laughs> I mean, and I, Roll I, I'm basing that off of nothing. Kickstarted their first it. season animated, which was an animated TV series. Yeah. And that was, ele- they made 11, they, they raised 11 million. That was enough to, to do it. Right. Yeah. They wanted, originally they wanted 1 million to make a 140 minute special. Mm-hmm. And then as it got higher, they're like, cool, we'll make two episodes. And then once it got past like five million, they were like, oh, we can make a whole season. Yeah. So apparently a season of animated television costs 10 million and a whole movie costs 100 million at there this level. Go. I mean, what do you think? Uh, honestly, just because we're talking about what do you think the Mario Brothers movie cost to make with probably Chris Pratt's same. budget in, in salary? In Jesus there? I would say probably like 250 million dollars. 100 million. Exact same. Oh, wow. Exactly the same. And what about what about that Kraken movie coming out, right? Like that's a good barometer. Like well, Kraken, I don't know what the, the hell Kraken. are you talking about? The teenage I'm a teenage Kraken. I'm a teenage Kraken girl. Ninja Krakens. Hundred million. You know what I'm talking about? Ruby Gilman. Gilman. Teenage Kraken. Is there no budget yet? Where's the budget? I guess it hasn't come out yet. Is there no budget? It doesn't say. Oh, what about Big Hero Six? What's what Big million. Hero Sixes? Oh, Jesus Christ! Well, now <laughs> you're just. <laughs> I'm gonna keep guessing. Hundred million. One hundred sixty-five million. They paid too much for that. <laughs> <laughs> look i look, like the movie i just all, a lot of studies show salaries are not increasing in the same way and that's look 165 million a hundred we made across spider-verse for a uh, hundred million that's crazy honestly dude they needed to pay elemental which i saw great little pixar film it was Zootopia with elements and stuff. Okay. It was great. It was a it was a rom com. It was a rom com. It was a okay. rom com animated. It was two hundred million budget. But honestly, I understand that because the the graphics and everything were actually pretty like 
spectacular. It's worth seeing in theaters just okay. for the fire and the water of it all. Guess how much that movie made though? Fifty million. Sixty-three million. Yeah. Wow. It's not. I don't. I. We might be at the end of an era of getting uh, Pixar movies in theaters, or Pixar movies. Period. They're just gonna make Toy Story five and, you know, Finding Nemo six. I'm okay right, with Marcus. that. We're off track. Anything else you'd like to talk about for Across the Spider-Verse? Nope. It was a beautiful film. I think you're a beautiful person. Thank Marcus, you. ask me some questions. Nick, did you like the movie? Hell yeah. Woo! Maybe maybe the best movie of the summer. And I Hell liked Guardians a lot, dude. Yeah. But like this is maybe one of the best movies of the year. Like what else has come out in 2023? I don't even know off the top of my head. But like Across the Spider-Verse is like right in contention with the best of the best here because... I mean, I'm I'm looking now. I, I kinda like Scream Six. John Wick Four was cool and good. Mario Brothers was fun, but like this is totally the movie of the year. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine anything coming out or that has come out that's gonna beat this. Yeah. Which is crazy because it's an animated Spider-Man movie. I know. <laughs> crazy. Silly. Would you recommend this film? Oh my god, that's the crazy thing. This is such Everyone should see this movie. This movie does not make a large barrier of entry. Usually when you're this nerdy, this Mm in-depth, this correct to comics, there's sometimes a little bit of a barrier of entry, right? Yeah. You know, none. This feels right in line with just, it's just a human story, like right away. And all you have to know is Spider-Man's a superhero and there's alter universes. They explain everything perfectly. We're going to next week talk about another movie that explains multiverses. And let me tell you, I'll save it for next week. I'll save it for next week. I'll save it for next week. What's the last? What's the last question? I'll save it for next week. Are you gonna see? I be watching the, the next one? Beyond the Spider Verse, one hundred percent. Hell yeah! Opening weekend. You know, opening where, weekend. Let's go. It's where I opening weekend any movies anymore. But mm-hmm. Spider Verse movies, one hundred percent. Some of the best movies ever. Honestly, animation wise, I'm excited for the new Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, we didn't even talk about it. Yes, obviously it influenced that. The what was it? We're the Millers. We're the Crank. That robot movie. Mm-hmm. that was on netflix it influenced like I, every uh, spy, every movie it. since every animated yeah. movie since into oh, the sorry. Spider-Verse that was been... just the same studio that was a sony uh movie but yeah 100 percent. and tmnt looks fun looks great yeah like i i know it's not gonna be everyone's cup of tea not everyone likes seth rogan but like i think it looks fun and i think it was you who said the point of this movie is to show them as teenagers because we've never actually yeah, yeah, seen yeah. that and like i love that there's mm-hmm. some kids actually voicing the yeah. turtles and that's so it's cool and never did been done before and while this movie shows spider-man in spider-man's style in his own style for miles morales that's new to this there's moments of that movie tmt that look like the old comics mm-hmm. and it's just like that looks cool and great and that's yeah. awesome and the style works it yeah. like and the style is really just honoring right it, it is its own thing it's like this kinetic weird like mm-hmm. i can't even describe it it's so cool yeah but it, it's just how would like, you describe it the into the spider-verse yeah the animation, animation style. yeah i think On i think twos? kinetic's a good word <laughs> kinetic yeah it's kinetic i think that it's yeah. using all of the tools in your tool bag to create an animation i feel like a lot of times when we create stuff we get told it's supposed to be this way and into the spider verse is no we're gonna do our own thing and that's you know what's what interesting? it feels it feels a little like fight scenes from anime a little bit where they like not in style wise but in terms of like um rationale mm-hmm. where in anime fighting scenes they like 
they let them not look human for a second to emphasize this thing in this weird way. And it's, they're not having to fit like a Naruto does not look the same in the fight scene as he does when he's talking. Right. Yeah. Like they, yeah. Yeah. They're, like change things. I feel like, yeah, they're breaking the doing. rules kind of like I was yeah. saying, they're breaking the rules of like yeah. conventional animations to get something across. And I feel like to get to the meat of the story. Yeah. yeah and it, you're right about the anime fight scenes. That's, that's a good, Example. I mean, I always too. just think of the Naruto sl- when you slow some of those downs, the, the faces are like <laughs> to like get to yeah, the thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when you're watching, it's like perfect. It you looks know? beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if there would be moments for this, these movies too, where if you slow them down, they would like be crazy. Um, I mean, the fact night. that people are, are animated on ones, twos, and threes is like crazy. It's crazy. It's so crazy. I feel like I imagine if you pause it at different moments, it, it must look weird. Because different totally. people are in different phases of their movement. They literally might not. Spider Punk like zipped in and out. He literally might not be there. On yeah. Some of the frames, <laughs> right. Yeah, Which yeah. is so cool and interesting. Anyway, Marcus, next week we will be watching The Flash. Honestly, I got to Google what the freak the name of this movie. Worlds Collide. Is that what the, I have the, no the idea. title of this movie is? Though? It just comes up as The Flash. I'm pretty sure the tagline Ezra is the Miller's Flash Day Worlds off. Collide. Jesus Christ. We are going to have a good time. Flash is obviously very important mm-hmm. uh, over here. So we will be talking about that next week. That's my challenge to Marcus. Uh, we will be here Tuesday at 9 p.m. I don't know. We might not be. We might be here earlier. So I'm just going to say Tuesday okay. night. Check our Instagrams and stuff. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, because I'm not. I'm not on the same schedule. But, uh, so Tuesday night, we'll be here next week. Like we always are. Twist.tv slash not try this cast. If you want to join the conversation, let us know what we're going to be doing next month. You go to patreon.com slash not try this cast. Get on us on Instagram. And then if you join the Patreon, you can get on the Discord, become part of the group. But also on top of all that, if you can't do any of that, you can't give us money. You can't follow us on Twitch. Just leave a review. Leave a little five stars. Let us know that you're interested in the content and let us know what more you would like to see. We're going to shake things up pretty soon. Mm -hmm. So we would love feedback on what you like, what you don't like, what suggestions you have of stuff. We would love to hear it. Thank you for coming out. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. We love you. Good night. And remember to go out there and try some things. Good night. Can I tell you a little anecdote? Uh-huh. So I have to stop teaching a lot of my um, students because I'm going to the Hamptons this summer for work. Mm-hmm. And one of them gave me a little gift, a little card, a little like these beads and an N. It was very cute. But she also brought me a piece of coral reef from her vacation. And her vacation was to Puerto Rico. And I was like, Emma, did you know that this is where my family's from and she was, she was like oh no that's so cool and it was just this gift from this Aww. innocent child who did not have to give me a gift no one told her to she yeah. just wanted to and it was from puerto rico and i was just i almost cried it was just so sweet it was so sweet that's really sweet. i was like oh. i love that